Hello, and welcome to Spirit Travels, where we narrate the extraordinary experiences of people who have glimpsed the other side of death. My name is Maureen, and I will be your narrator on this journey. If you enjoy this content, please make sure to like and subscribe to support our channel. Now let's begin. Today's experience is by Joe G. Well, before I start writing anything, I feel that I have to give you a little bit about me. In November of 2003, that was about three months before, and I lost my mother and a friend, who was a girl, who I wanted to take out on a date, my mom passed away because of injuries she had in a car accident, and my friend in a plane accident that we were both on. In the plane accident, I had broken my left ankle and was placed on leave from the army. It was only about three days later that I was told that my mom had passed. I wanted to share that, as both of them are in my experience. I was home a few months when I was told that I had stomach cancer. I was undergoing the treatment for it and dealing with everything that the treatment was doing to me. I was told that one of the medications could cause a heart attack, but the chance of it was a million to one. A few weeks after I started, I started having small chest pains and I went to lay down for a while. My brother, who at the time was an army medic, was at home and went to look at me after about an hour. When he did, I told him that I was feeling something heavy on my chest and I had heartburn really bad. He took my blood pressure and told me to relax and take it easy. He then told me that I was having a heart attack. He had my stepmom call 911 and started treatment on me. He and our stepmom worked on me till the fire department arrived. When I was in the emergency room, I felt my body go numb and my chest was heavy. I started seeing the room go black and I had a hard time hearing everyone around me. But I remember hearing my doctor say, No, we can't lose him. Let's keep going. I don't want to lose him. He's just a kid. Give me another round of epi and charge it to 360 and keep bagging him. Then everything went black and deadly quiet. Then I saw what I thought was the waiting room and my doctor talking to my dad. Then my brother, who was in the emergency room with me, working on me, walking in a daze saying, what did I do wrong? All the medical training I have and I could not save my brother, what the hell did I do wrong? I tried to tell him that I was okay, but he could not hear me. Then I remembered what my sister said happened to her when she had had her NDE just a few weeks before. I thought, oh my god, I'm dead. This is what it's like. But where's my mom and grandfather? Where's the music that she said she heard? Where's the light that's so bright that she talked about? Then everything went black, and I could not see anything, and all my thoughts were played back to me. Then wherever I was started to fill with fog, I then felt myself move along a hallway of darkness. Then I heard someone calling my name and telling me to come along. I was okay, 
and this was where I was to call home. They were there to guide me home. I could feel something was not right, and I wanted to go back the way I came, but I was told that I could not go back. My time on earth was done. I was to keep moving, and I would see my mom soon. The voices keep telling me to move along with them and to keep up. Every time I looked back, I felt something bad was going to happen to me, and that I needed to go back the way I came. Every time I looked back, the voices told me to keep up and keep moving. I told myself that enough was enough, and I said that I did not want to go any further than where I was till they told me where I was and where we were going. The voices said that we had reached our point, that I was where I needed to be now. I could then smell what I thought was sulfur and death. The voices started to laugh and say, this is what my life caused me to have. I asked where I was and what was going to happen next. The voices just laughed some more and repeated what I said. I thought to myself that I had to be in hell. Then I felt like I was pushed back into a wall and my arms pinned back to the wall. I felt totally helpless and then I saw what looked like a hairball with shark teeth come after me. I looked to my right and saw that the voices were little monsters that were turning into the hairballs and back into monsters. They were the ugliest looking things that I have seen and yet to see. They looked like snakes crossed with bats, crossed with something that had horns. They had bodies that were like that of a snake, but it had wings. They had arms and hands that looked like those of a bat. Their faces looked like snakes and they had fangs like that of a bat and a snake. On top of their heads, they had horns, but not like the horns of a bull or a ram. They had pointed horns, but nothing that I could say was earthly. As they turned into hairballs, I asked what was happening to me. They laughed and told me to shut up and I could hear my feeling out loud. Then they started coming at me, and as they did, I felt sick to my stomach. I remember feeling, why is this happening? Where is my mom and where is God? Then I felt them feeding on me. I looked down at what I thought was my body and parts were gone. I then looked at them and my body parts were in their mouths. Then one of them said, We told you already that this is your heaven and we are your God. I don't know why I did this, but I started saying the 23rd Psalm aloud and they stopped feeding for a few seconds. One of them said that that was not going to help me now. I kept on saying, The Lord is my shepherd. I should not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures for his name's sake. It was then that they curled into a pile and yelled, There's nobody to save you! I kept on saying the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy staff and thy rod, they comfort me. I then felt my arms go free. I was standing, and they were crowding in this pile, saying that no one was going to help me now. 
I felt that I had to say the psalm all the way to find my way out of this place, which I now felt was hell. So, with everything I had in me, I tried to recall every word that I could say. He leadeth me beside the still waters, and he restores my soul. You set a table before me in the face of my enemies. You pour oil over my head and flow over my soul. Your love and kindness have always been with me. At that point, I started feeling a wonderful feeling that came over me, and I had to close my eyes. Then I heard a voice say, Joe, it's me. Open your eyes. It's really going to be okay. I knew the voice as being my friend that I had wanted to ask out back in November 2003, just before she was killed in a plane crash that we were both in. Then she said, Sandy, he's too scared to open his eyes right now. Maybe you can get him to open his eyes. Then I knew that I heard my mom because she said, Joe, my sweet Thanksgiving baby. My mom would always call me her sweet Thanksgiving baby because I was born in November. You're okay now. The worst part is over now. Open your eyes, baby. It's okay to be scared, but you need to open your eyes now, my sweet little pea. Please, for me, baby. When I did open my eyes, I saw her standing before me, hugging me, and she told me to look down. When I did, I saw my body was one again. The parts that were bitten off were back on my body. She told me that I was okay now, and that I had a choice to make before. But first, she wanted to show me a few things. She took my hand and we were off. The first thing she showed me was a castle. It looked very old and very beautiful. I could see knights on horseback riding off into battle. I could also see that the castle was on a very green hillside. I could also see shepherding with their flock eating off the hillside. I then asked my mom if I could feel the grass because I had not seen such a hillside before. She told me I could and she took me down. And as we got close, I could smell the grass. It smelled like watermelon. It was so sweet smelling that it was overpowering and I wanted to eat a piece because I thought it was watermelon. My mom told me that I could not. It was for the sheep to eat. The next thing she showed me was an ocean. It was not one that was on earth. The water was a dark navy blue. I would almost say it was a cobalt blue. My mom said it was okay for me to drink some of the water. When I did, it was so good. It was like having a raspberry, bubblegum, tutti-frutti snow cone. It was like nothing I ever had and have had since. She told me that this ocean is where they all come to drink and to unwind a bit. She then said that she had one last thing to show me. It was not a very happy thing to show me, but she had to. I told her it was fine. If she had to show it to me, then it was okay. That's not going to stop her from showing me. 
It was part of what she had to do. She took me to our house and inside the rooms, and I was to see my family. I was to see what they were feeling with me in their lives. I could feel a great loss in every room. Their hearts were heavy with sadness and wondering what could have been for me in my life. I asked my mom if this is what Mandy went through when she had her NDE. Mom said no, that her NDE was not the same as mine. Everyone is different, therefore everyone has a different experience. Mandy has not done the same things that I had done, and she has not yet done what she's been asked of her. She still has things that she has to do before she's shown any of what I was seeing. I then asked my mom if the reason she was showing me this was to help me make up my mind if I was going to stay with her or go back to my dad and my family on earth. She said yes. She wanted me to make up my mind between the places that I could be. Then she said that I had to go stand before someone and it was time to go before him now. She told me not to be scared of what was going to happen next. Then we were off to where she called the point of choice. When we got there, there was a huge scene to my right. Then there was a bright light that came up. As the light grew closer, I saw a golden center in it. When it stopped, the center was right in front of me and said nothing. Then I was told to look at the scene to my right. As I turned, my mom said it was okay. Just let my feeling be known. I could see photos of my life on earth. My old schools and all my friends and all my pets and all the pranks that I played on my teachers. Then the last photos I saw were of my family. All the times I hurt my sister and all the games my brothers and I played. When it was over, I was asked if I had learned anything of what the other person felt. I said yes, and that I was very sorry for all of the hurt that I caused them to feel. The light said that I had a choice to make. I was free to stay, or I could go back. The crossing point was right in front of me. All I had to do was walk across two feet, but if I did, there was no going back. I was there to stay if I crossed those two feet. I said that I wanted to stay, but I could not take knowing what my family was going to be feeling if I stayed. I wanted them to be happy. That was okay, but I know that they were going to miss me too much for me to be happy if I stayed. I was told that it was okay for me to go back, and it was my choice to go back. Then the golden light said to my mom to take me back. She said, okay, that she would. And then she said, okay, baby, just lay down and keep your eyes on me. It's okay to be scared, but just remember that you're going to be okay. Remember that I love you, your brothers, your sister, and your dad. I will be here for all of you, including your new stepmom. Then she said to close my eyes, and when I opened them again, I would be back with my dad in my body. 
She also said that I would feel pain, but it would be okay. I would be home in about a week, and I would make a full recovery of my stomach cancer in a few months. With my eyes closed, I felt myself float back into my body. As I did, I could see words and answers pass through me, almost as I was gaining all the answers to everything I could ever want to know. When I opened my eyes some six hours later, my family was at my side, happy to know that I was back. I could not find the words to tell them of what I'd gone through. Well, at least the part that I felt was hell. I had a hard time telling, or at least getting them to understand, that I was in hell for a while. My mom was wrong about me being in pain. I was not feeling any pain, and I was able to go home about a week later. I did make a full recovery of my stomach cancer in about three months. Note. Some people would say that I copied this from Reverend Howard Storm. I know of his NDE. There is a part that some would say is like mine. I only found out about his after I had mine. I wanted to know if there was anyone else there who had an experience like mine. Thank you for listening. If you have had an NDE that you would like to share, please email us at travelsinthespirit@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.